Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome, brothers and sisters, to an audio experience brought to you by Muslims on the Move, a program of Advanced Platform Committee. Once again, we want to engage with you through this podcast and hope it benefits you. So take a listen to this week's episode and let us know what you think. Assalamu alaikum. You are listening to another episode of Muslims on the Move. You have myself, Abdurrahman. Amina. Fatima. And Kabir. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And before we get started, I want to just get a quick plug to Muslims on the Move. If you haven't been listening, if this is your first time listening, definitely go back and check out some of our uh, last episodes. We have some heat. I think our last one was on Haram Police. You got to check that one out. I think that's unique. Um, I don't know if I've heard anything like it before. So absolutely. Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcast, or whatever you you call it nowadays. Um, what, what else? What else? Wow. Are we? So, yeah, we're, we're all over. We're all over. We're almost we on title? Pretty much. Somebody okay, should check if we're on title. Oh, we're on title. We're on title. That's big stuff. Right. No, I don't Absolutely. actually know if we're on title. We, we might, we might yeah, not. Be I on think title. that might be false promotion. But I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say we're on it. I'm gonna say I talked to Jay Z yesterday. So that's that. That's what it is. So absolutely. Yeah. But that's our that's our uh, previous episodes. We got a hot one that we need to dive into because uh, if not, we're gonna run out of time. Um, and this one is just talking about the qualities that we're looking for in a partner. Um, I think this seems like it could be a pretty easy topic or pretty, pretty straightforward topic. Um, but just in the planning, we even noticed that, um, that it couldn't be any further away from the truth. So I just want to get this, you know, kicked off and, and really ask the group, you know, uh, you know, what qualities do we possess that that will make you a good partner? Hey, yo, the fact like that like the first response is silence and then laughter. All right. <laughs> oh gosh. But I mean, that I says that, a lot. It does, and I, and it's not to say that there's no good qualities, but I think it's important to recognize, in the same way where like if we're applying for a job, we got to be able to say, you know, here's what I bring to the table, or even if you're you know a hustler you're trying to start your own thing, do your own thing. You've got to be able to sell yourself. Right. And I don't think marriage is, is that different. Um, so, I mean, I can like, I can not lead off. Right. But like, I can, I can say maybe what I think I possess um, and whether or not people agree, that's like a different thing. <laughs> um, I think on a certain level, I, consistency, um, you know, values, if you're, you know, very much big on like Dean um, being somebody that cares about your work, cares about the people around you. That's something that I embody, um, right? Like I feel like I also am like a balanced individual, um, especially when it comes to like handling problems, right? Uh, I can listen, be responsive in that sort of way. Um, so like, you know, like just very much like the human aspect of it. And then I think outside of that, if you think about sort of just traditionally what people are looking for, you know, I feel like I got some of that. Absolutely. And I want, and I didn't want to cut you off, but I definitely wanted to uh, point out some of the things that you mentioned there. I hear this term thrown around more lately than I've heard before. And I would love to dive into it a little bit more. Nowadays, I hear a lot of women on dating sites, things like that say, oh, what they want is consistency. You know, that's that's number one consistency. Yo, that what does that even mean? And a high value man. It's oh, like, right? it's all of it. It's consistency, intentionality, and a high value man. Listen, uh-huh. we only got two left in the game. What you call it done done did. What's her name, Dirty? Damn, I forgot his name. The one that's going on Derek Jackson? Jackson. Yeah. Oh, man. Derek Jackson. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know people knew who Derek Jackson was. I I'm really surprised that people actually took Derek Jackson seriously. Um, I mean, I think it's that, that, I think that he posted so much that he took himself seriously, and then it just—it <laughs> was just crazy. Now he got his wife talking about you see a bonnet, I see helmet of salvation. I'm just like, wow. girl, what is going on? 
No. Yeah. Uh-uh. They make it hard for us to talk about God out here. <laughs> please slow down, <laughs> Habibi. Slow down, please. And then you, you know, this is why when we when we say consistency isn't there is an importance to it. There are underlying things that we that we as women need because yeah. there are there are other men out there that be doing nonsense. Please, please oh. share. Please share what these needs are. I can go. I feel like yes. this, this is very, very important. I mean, I would say why I think women say consistency because a lot of times men always come off really strong in the beginning. So men will be like pursuing you from the very beginning and they'll like be dying to talk to you, be dying to do everything. And then it's like as soon as they like think that they have you or whatever then it's kind of like they just fall off they mm-hmm. not they're not as cons- they don't they're not bringing the same energy they're bringing in the beginning and it's just kind of like really i don't know the word to use but it's like lack of consistency that's just mm-hmm. the best thing to say like men are not very consistent with the way they um pursue women and yeah. a lot of women um see that as just like yeah i'm not going through that again kind of thing i wonder i sometimes wonder how much of that is Hey, this is a character flaw on the man versus this is a man displaying how he really feels about you through action. Mm. Uh, so I think that's an, I think that's another thing we should touch base on because I think that because women and men are so different, sometimes it's difficult for a woman to understand this is the way a man loves. You know what I mean? This is his way of spreading love to you. And um, I think that that comes with patience. I think that comes with communication. Um, I think that sometimes women want, right. I think that sometimes women want men to love them a certain way, not knowing Mm. they can't do that because they're not women. They're men, you know, they, they have different Mm. qualities. They have different strengths, weaknesses. So with that being said, you know, longevity within like, okay, a marriage or things of that nature could build that, that language that love language that they need for each other but in the you know in the beginning it's just really hard to to assess what kind of consistency they're bringing to the table what kind of love they're bringing to the table Mm. but yeah you you bring up a a great point and i wonder where do we draw the line though right you you brought up the point that yeah you know some men might not express their love in this way or they may not be capable of but at what point do you draw the line and you hold uh, a person, not even a male or a female, but uh, hold them accountable to saying, hey, if I'm valuable enough, regardless of this is the way you show love, I'm telling you mm. this is the way I receive. Period. Love. Right. You know, at what point do you say I'm worth it enough that you change the way you love to make the other person feel loved, right? Mm-hmm. See, I don't think the word has changed, though. I mean, I think we, the word compromise, I don't like to use it. But at the same time, I think that it, it, okay, how do I say this? I don't think the word has changed. You don't change the way you love to, 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 to get to somebody else. I think it's literally understanding that person, loving them enough to know that, oh, okay, I remember that she likes it this way or he likes it that way. I don't necessarily think it's changing the way you are because when you get outside, the same way you, you treated, you know, homeboy from, high school that you love is the same way you would treat him but you know your wife she likes it from high school (laughs) 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 um but i mean even even then there's change in that right like you will change um whether it's between relationships within a relationship even the act of whether it's compromise understanding whatever you want to call it there's going to be some level of change by virtue of the fact that you were one person doing things one way and now you've got somebody that you know, does things a different way and you want to accommodate them and you want to understand them. But I think like at the end of the day, and I think this is what it ends up being for everything is that you've got to know how to make that decision of whether or not to stay or whether or not to go. And it's Mm. not just with a romantic partner, right? You're going to have to do that with friends. You're going to have to do that with a job. And so like you as an individual, right, have to know for any decision that you're making, like what is important for you in this particular decision? What are the things that you cannot sacrifice? What are the things that, okay, you feel like you can maybe work through if there's a process to work through them and then how do you know if that process is working or not? There's no hard and fast science for some of this. You just gotta be able to like, you know, make a judgment for your life. 
Where yeah, does this... and I also I also wanted to say something about that. I know we didn't talk about love languages yet, but I also think that's where it comes in in the fact where you have to love someone not according to your love language, but according to theirs. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize, right? If someone receives love in a specific way, you showing love to them the way you receive love will never make them feel loved if you're not showing it to them the way they want to be receiving it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that one. But also, like, you know, like Amina mentioned is the understanding is I do think that it's a two way street where, you know, mm. it's, it's a value to understand how someone expresses love. So at least you can interpret their intentions. Um it's you know it, close to correctly as possible or as accurately as possible but my question is where does this come up in the dating process or, oh, wait wait, wait hold, 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 we're asking a lot of questions <laughs> i realize i'm the only person that that answered what makes you a good partner. Uh, oh now we got to go oh. around the table <laughs> right, you said, I'm not okay you already like um you, you, you literally you real, i was like damn they you really they really finessed me nah we can't leave you high and dry let's go around I am gonna ask for for Amina or Fatima to to go next though, just to make it make it nice and even. I have balance. Mm-hmm. Um I can go ahead. It's not a big deal. Um I think for me what I've seen in myself that makes me I guess a good partner is that I'm someone who's very caring and I think that's a very um important um character to have. And that's also something that I'm looking for in a spouse. But I also think um, someone who is very passionate about their dean and also passionate to learn more, because I've seen that as something that could be a problem with someone feeling like, oh, yeah, I'm okay at where I am Mm -hmm. right now as a Muslim, where it's kind of like, as a Muslim, you should always want to be better. So that's something that I think I do possess. And the last thing I would say is definitely communication. I think I'm a good communicator. Um, I'm good at expressing myself. And um, communication is very important. So this is super vital. Like, I think, it, you know, Kabir, you, you hit the nail on the head, right? Like, if you can't talk about you know, what you think is a value about yourself, right? I don't know if we can move forward, even in this conversation, mm-hmm. And and even being able to be qualified to talk about what's of value in someone else. Um, so kudos to you. Appreciate the, the courage and, you know, and, and being confident in yourself. I think we need to do this more often and maybe even get a, some of our listeners into this exercise. And you know, uh, <laughs> I think everyone needs to do this. Um, instead of vision boards, oh, we could probably get an IG right? store. IG I was about to say, if, if they post this episode on IG, they need a comment. They need a comment. Exactly. Right, right. Like, comment, subscribe, all of it. Oh wait, no, this <laughs> okay, <laughs> look at me. I'm just talking. <laughs> all right, I'll go next. I'll go next. Um, who? Number one quality I think that I have is I can express myself through words. Um, so in, similar to what you said, Fatima, I can communicate. I think that, uh, you can get through a lot of things if you're patient enough to actually express yourself and, and stick, stick in there for other people to understand where you're coming from and vice versa. So I think, uh, that's something that I usually can find some, whether I agree or disagree with someone, we can come to some level of understanding this amicable, peaceful, um, without it getting, uh, without things going left. Um, next quality. Uh, I think I'm just a trusting and reliable person. Uh, like to put my name on things that are important. Whatever I say that that I am going to do or I can't do, I try to to stick with that. I think that's that's important for me is just to be able to be with someone that I can rely on and 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 know that that person I can count on them. Um, and then lastly. I'm fun, right? Like, I'm not going to, I don't think I can bore someone to death if you're stuck with me. If you're stuck with me for the rest of your life, I don't think that, you know, that's too bad. You'll have fun. We'll laugh and stuff like that, right? I think that's important. I kept it light, but that's it. No, I definitely need to steal that last one because facts, like, I'm getting lit. Like, everybody that know me, I'm lit. But um, I agree, I agree, especially with communication. I also feel like for me, it's like, um, the capacity for empathy, I feel as though um, I definitely can um, treat 
someone with compassion, kindness, and more so understand where they're coming from without, um, you know, a lot of the times people talk and it's like, they're not listening. Mm. You know what I mean? So I think that that's a good quality that I have, which kind of ties into communication, Um, being able to hear someone and then speak towards what, you know, you want to do better or hear that's better, things of that nature. Um, Also humor, I feel like uh, that's really a good quality that I have, um, diffusing any situation um, with humor uh, when it's needed. (laughs) Uh, Other than that, yeah. Things of that nature. Gotcha. I'm actually. I want to. I want to take humor and run with it a little bit. Um, how important is that? Right. Like, uh, just in general, right, as a quality uh, in a spouse, right. Like, is it important for them to, you know, to to make you laugh, make you smile? Or do you, do you? I feel like as a Nigerian, that standard. Like, if you really yeah. can't make me laugh, like I'm just, I'm yeah. just have to like leave. That's scary. Like, how you can't make me laugh? <laughs> that's 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 giving me weird vibes. Right. I don't like that. I no, don't I like feel that. like I'm a very funny person, and if not only if you're not like, you can't just not, you can't just be funny. You have to also think I'm funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's what, oh, that, that was funny. Right. So if you find me corny, that's a deal breaker. <laughs> All right, I like it. As long as you laughing, I like it. And some other ones that I heard was, and I want I want to really really dive into this one because there's multiple layers on it. Is the dean? All right, um, all of us in some shape or form, you know, morality is is important in in a in a spouse. But you know, I want to question like, what does that even mean? And you know, how much? Right? Like, are you saying that? whatever whoever I marry or whoever I'm with has to be on the same level of Dean as me on a higher level um how do you judge that someone has an adequate you know their Dean is at an adequate level for you oh mm. Mm. I think that's a good question but at the same time I'm kind of stuck because you know Iman it, it goes up and down you you just never know like what if I don't this is a, almost this question this is a good question. Yeah. And then how do we know, right? Like we see this guy at the masjid, you know, we see this young lady at the masjid, she seems super pious, right? But sometimes we're we're only gonna know through action. Mm-hmm. Um so so yeah, I mean, let's talk more about that, right? Like how how else do we do we figure out if this person is aligned with you via Dean because we hear it a lot, but I always wonder like, do, do people really I, find that and how? I think this is where the list comes in and it actually works because I feel as though when it comes to Dean, we have standards, you know what I mean? Like there's just a law. So it, whether it has to be with like easy, uh, as easy as, okay, no alcohol, no smoking. If you know, you literally cannot take that in the spouse, then that's standard. That's something on your list, you know, boom, boom. Once I see that, I cross it out because that's not the level of dean that I'm at or can maintain with someone else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I think the question is, can I handle someone that smokes? Can we figure it out together? Am I patient enough for that? Um, that goes back to learning the type of, you know, good qualities you have and assessing it with, you know, some of the things that your spouse does. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got one for you, though, Amina. What if your guy doesn't smoke or drink, but... Uh, he doesn't even pray for you. You joke. Oh, God. He doesn't what? <laughs> okay, but that's something, I feel like that's something somebody, like, we could work on, but at the same time, I've heard situations where it's like, you can't force somebody to get up and pray. It gotta be on their own. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. They're not um, their mom. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, right. So, um, it, again, it goes back to qualities like, are you patient enough? Do you have and you have it within you to, to, to help your spouse get to a better level? But at the same time, does your spouse have it within them to help themselves? So, man, there's so much on Salat there, right? Like the first one I'm thinking is, how do you know someone even prays five times, right? Like they, they just tell you. Thanks. Like you won't. That's the thing. Like there are certain things that honestly you won't. You will not know until you're 
with that person can you can be married to somebody and still not right. or do we like whether or not or do we tell are we honest about these things I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest when you know anyone that i would potentially talk to i speak to them honestly as to where i am about like with salat um is that is that rare like are we honest or are we all just running around saying you know hey to hajud every night I feel like no, I'm, I, I mean, could be, like would you out. if you didn't pray five times would you tell would you tell a potential spouse that you didn't? I think I would, but I feel yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't say that I don't pray, but I'll be like I'm working on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's the way you say it that you know. But here's the challenge, right? When you tell someone you're working on it, you're also kind of giving them rights to to support you in that, and then then you run into the, the I'm not your mom issue. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's where it's. I think that's where it's a judgment call. Mm-hmm. Though, Wait, sorry, just real quick. Like nobody's saying, nobody is saying. If that person is then saying, "Look, I need you to play the role of my mother," then yeah, then we can start throwing around the "I'm not your mom." I think other than that, like nobody is saying you need to be anybody's mother. If that man is being straightforward or or woman, right? It could be mm-hmm. both ways. And you think, okay, this is not where I am at. I am not comfortable with the discrepancy between where we are at. Um, you can go or you can like, I don't know, potentially wait to see if that sort of behavior changes. But like at the end of the day, there's nothing that is holding you towards being with that person. Right. And you always have that decision. Exactly. I feel like that leaves you as take it where they are or nothing at all, right? Because, okay, let's say I meet a woman, I say, you know, I'm working on it, right? You know, I, I only... I only usually get to Margaret, but, you know, you know, God willing, I'll get to, you know, I'll start praying Isha consistently. And I, we get married. And a year from now, Isha comes around and my wife says, hey, you getting up? And I said, well, didn't you meet me knowing that I, didn't, I don't pray at night? Right. Like, you, you see what I'm saying? But it's like, well, didn't you say you were working on it? Ah. So I always wonder about that. And it's just like, that seems like a really, really sticky situation right because as a spouse isn't it kind of your responsibility it's your right to pick up your family and move them in the direction that but um, i also feel like if y'all say you know y'all love each other y'all moving in together whatever y'all should be even praying together you know it should be like a family thing or make sure he he's around like make sure okay let's say you got brothers you know you know your brothers go to the mosque make sure you know you guys are at doing family dinners you know at nighttime and and then when everybody goes to the mosque he gotta go you know you like you gotta make you gotta make it a habit you know force that person to be in the habit of it in some shape or form as long as you can say i tried you know you get me Mm. i think that's that's where i feel like i wanted to say something i feel like um it comes from like trying to study the like as Kabir said, you really never know. Like marriage, I always say, is like you're just walking into like a dark room, because at the end of the day, someone like we've heard cases of like people who are like big imams and stuff, and they're only all that in public. Like they don't even pray, mm-hmm. they don't do any of that. Sh- don't want to mm-hmm. curse. They don't do any of those. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do any of that in private. Like you know. So I feel like the best thing number one is obviously you have to make a lot of dua and pray like you marry someone who's right for you and Allah like really blesses you with the perfect person for you (coughs) but I think the best way for me at least that I would um, approach the situation is see the way the person is with their um, the rest of their life too like when they say they're working on something in their life mm-hmm. not even Islam related right like oh yeah that. I'm working towards a bachelor's degree or a master's right uh-huh. and years have passed and they still have not even like applied for the school then it's kind of like this person is not serious wow not that's working. a golden nugget no, that's, man. That's, that's powerful that's so if they said they're not working if they can't even do something. <laughs> it's been four years. You ain't submitted an application. Ah, women, I hope you are Come listening. On. If you want to know if your mind is serious, don't only look in one direction. Look at look at the whole picture to find yeah. it. Okay, I'm understanding. I love that one, by the way. I want to shift gears a little bit. I think what's important for that though. Oh, go ahead. Hold up, real. I think before we before we leave this, I think what's important to that is recognizing that I think, especially for some of these deep okay. things, the more that you can find out and the more that you can understand, yeah. the better. And we granted, there's a certain amount that you won't be able to know, but you can get somebody to talk right now. Right. If somebody says that, you know, okay, I'm working on it. Like, what does it mean for them to work on it? How often do you pray? Um, You know, 
when are you, you know, like, what is it like when you say, you know, you're maybe on your dean better? What are you thinking about when you're not on your dean? Can you find patterns and what it is it's difficult to pray and just get people to ask, you know, ask them as many questions as they can. You know, Elon Musk once said, and I'm not really a fan of dude, but he said like his interview strategy was to just keep getting somebody to talk about whatever it was on their resume. And given from like how they talked about that experience, they could, he could tell who was really putting in work, who had really gained something, who really knew what they were doing because they were able to talk about it in a certain like level of like you know uh, specialty, you know, and I think we can. No, I'm saying we can do the same thing. I think for people in our lives. I mean, he, he probably not the best example because I feel like right, he'd been married like a couple times, right? He'd been like, divorced a lot, so maybe there's a little bit more to it than that. But that would so always. That's it. He must not be interviewing many Nigerians because you know <laughs> we we know how to tell a story. Um, but okay, okay, I like that. So I'm gonna shift gears a little bit because when we went around talking about all of our qualities, none of us mentioned one that I thought would be pretty obvious. I want to know how important this is to you guys. None, no one said, "Ah, I have a high quality because I'm good looking, or because I'm beautiful, or because I'm handsome." That so, was a given, though. Right? So, right? So, like I mean, come on, like stop. Wait, well, you know how good stop looking you have? Wait, you know how good looking you have to be to be able to just say like, "I'm good looking." And nobody's gonna look at you like, you oh, he's vain. One person. You know, all that's, that's <laughs> one person says you're good looking. You can say it. Now, you know, you got a reference. You don't got the bag. You have a reference. All you need is one. Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, how important is it, right? Like when when we look for a spouse, is this number one, number two, way at the bottom? I can't lie. It used to be really important to me, but now it's it's like it's going down small. <laughs> And I'm very okay. shocked. I'm even shocked. Oh, shocked. Is I'm something taking its place? I'm shocked. Is something taking its place, Amina? Sorry, what'd you say? No, something taking its place. Oh, You're saying, oh, something you know, replacing it? Um, yeah. yeah, I think, um, I think life is just starting to hit me. It's like some of these things like aren't important, like looks fade. Mm. Uh, all these things like they don't last, but what lasts is um, other qualities such as, you know, the person get bring person knows how to make money the person has more and more than one ways of income okay. get me like money will always be at the top money phase two okay okay so it doesn't matter if you look good as long as it's not nah, as long as the pockets okay okay i'm understanding all right so mina goes not that big of a deal as long as it's paid uh what about you Fatima? what do you think I mean, I feel like for me, honestly, um, looks, obviously, I have to be able to look at you and not throw up, wow. obviously. <laughs> but, like, I, I don't think... Nah. <laughs> Somebody take the money. <laughs> I, I mean, for me, what I always say is men always have to have a dash of ugly to humble them. Because right. you cannot be with a man who's, like, super obsessed with his looks. That's just for me, at least. Because... Those ones, as my mom always say, they never have anything going for them besides their looks. They're going to be a bum, and they're not going to be doing anything <laughs> with their life. Man. But I agree with Amina. I think um, as you get older, you realize some things matter more. Like, um, personality really matters. How the person can communicate. How the person, mm-hmm. like, maturity really um, outweighs that sometimes. And I feel like when you start talking to someone and you start building that emotional connection... They start to become attractive to you. I don't know. Like, even if they're not the most handsome person in the world, they become the most handsome person to you at the end of the wow. day. Wow. That's a that's just like, one I think Kabir might might be able to agree that that's a very, very, very woman feminist perspective on looks, and I appreciate it. And I'm gonna come around to you, Kabir. You're not escaping this. Wait, wait, or feminist, feminist or excuse feminine? Me, excuse feminine, me. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, because you know, like, like the great feature Hendrix said, if you get a right, you exactly. I have a question on that lying. same line, right? Okay, so, and this is both yeah. for Amina and, and, and Fatima, right? So, if if your guy is uh not very good looking, he has money, he got personality, but he's five foot even, can it work? <laughs> Five foot, five foot eleven. Five foot even is pushing. Wow, five, five seven. That, that's five the bottom. No, no, no way. We ain't. We're not accepting. That's the bottom. Let's say five four. 
right, if, you, if you're five four, if he's five four, okay, let's do five four then. How we doing? Yeah, <laughs> I could go first. I'm five one. Okay, I'm literally five one. For me, you're tall enough. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, five four is tall enough. I think we should appreciate. We should pause. We right. should appreciate that. We should commend that because I think there are far too many like five foot, even below five foot women that have the audacity to say if you're si- if you're below six feet, you're too short. You, like, you can't even tell what six feet is. is. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not hurt. It's just the audacity of it to me. Like don't I, you don't even them, know. I don't blame them. Whatever your reason. You could be five. I could be five ten and but, tell you I'm six one. You I, won't know. No, no, I would know honestly. I gotta be honest there. Height is, and coming from a short guy, height is important for me, right? Like I'm already short, so genetically, right? Like I gotta be, I gotta be aware as to what what type of height ceiling I'm leaving for my children. So that's your children's business. That don't got nothing to do with you. Uh huh. Right. But that's I don't know why but that's the choice that they didn't that have. Much. No, no, that's I disagree. No, you're going about it the right way. Right. Well, technically, it's not and my choice. And that's the choice you didn't have. I didn't have the choice. Akhira is what matters. All this one is just... And listen, I want, if I want my kids to go to the NBA... Exactly. Exactly. Then, I'm a... All right, like, athletics is important to me. And I just... I know if I give my child a 5-4 ceiling... That he probably won't enjoy athletics the way the way I would want him. To. I mean, he could be Nate Robinson. Ah, you know, you know what I mean? he, could, he could he could be a little. Yeah, you know, like that. that's, just, that's just too few and far between. Yeah, you do track. You see, I, you see, I don't want nobody to have to you tell golf. tell my children what sport they want to play. I want them to be able to play <laughs> play whatever they want. So, unfortunately, if I was six, you know, if I was six three, I wouldn't have to. That wouldn't that wouldn't be a big deal. But me being five seven. If you're if you're four eleven, I'm sorry. You're not too short. You're just too short to mix with me, you know. So, <laughs> so so when you say when you say like the height shouldn't matter, especially when you're short, I'm like, mm, I got a right to to have my reasons. Um, but okay, so we got that. Now we got to bring it around to to the men here, All right? So Kabir, talk to me about about looks here. How do you prioritize that? Hey, yo, look, I, I don't want to speak for, for anybody <laughs> other than myself, but I've never met a man uh-huh. in my life that says it does not matter. Respectfully. I'm, I'm but you know what? Up. I feel like that's a problem. That's really a problem. This is why people was talking about the bonnet is the helmet of salvation. <laughs> because... We have that. Wait, who said people? Yo, wait, pause, wait, wait, pause. No. The bonnet is the helmet no. of the What does that mean? I've been Yo. trying to dissect what does that mean? it from the time she made the video. I don't know. Mm. I don't know, bro. Oh, oh, this yes. is the Jackson lady? Oh, wait, no, what so she was saying from? Let me read what the was she line from? that I love the most. So you see a, a bonnet. I see the helmet of salvation. You see an army green shirt. I see the breastplate of righteousness. I said, wow. Uh, okay. Yo, wait, yeah. wait, wait, what? Okay, somebody got to help her. I really, I hope the people that know her in real life are checking out her and make sure she's okay. That doesn't sound that okay. Um, I'm not even joking. Uh, she, but this she brings me back to the way. point of um, men care about looks so much, but when it comes to them, they're like, ah, you can't take medium ugly. You can't take um, this and that. But when it comes to men, they have this high standard. And it's like, bro, you're not even reaching the standard you're giving ah, me. So what's happening? So, uh-huh. Well, well, here's here's where we gotta here's where we gotta slow down just real quick. Because I think at the end of the day, right, everybody has their mm-hmm. nature. We can't deny the nature. Now, how much do we lean into that? That's mm-hmm. a totally different question. If somebody comes up to you right now and says, My wife has to look better than Beyonce and Rihanna combined, then we can probably send him down and say, buddy, buddy, um, you know, it, it, it may not be well with you, right? The same way where it's like, if you're somebody that is like, you know, let's say you're 24 or whatever, and you're like, you know, I don't know, like, say you got your first job out of whatever, and you're like, I need a man that makes six figures or is slow. It's going to be slow, sister. It's going to be slow for you, right? And so I think, we got to recognize that having certain standards are important, but like the, the degree to which you exercise that is a totally different thing. So like, if you're asking me, I think beauty comes in a lot of different packages. Right. And I think honestly, most people are probably capping if they're saying like, 
you know, oh yeah, most women or what, like, you know, most of these women or whatever, I can't find a woman that I find attractive. You, you can find one. You, you can find one. You like 10, like look at 10 women, you'll probably find one you find attractive, right? Like at least, and to me, that's a, that's a low bar, right? So if, if you've got like a progressively high standard though, where it's like, no, none of these women are it, then you will probably suffer the consequences of that standard. And I would yeah. agree that's I mean, but part of me is like, well, I mean, this this is kind of part of life, right? The same way, hey, you want what you want, you're entitled to it. If that person is waiting for Beyonce, that's their risk. What you know, that's their risk of maybe coming up empty. But hey, that's <laughs> that's that's up to you. And I will tell you, speaking from a guy's perspective, um, especially you know, being getting getting older, I've realized that hey, there's some benefits and holding out for what you want. Especially, what did Amina just say? Medium ugly starts to get a little bit more attractive when you get older, right? So if I would have just taken my offer, whatever offer I had in the table, I wouldn't have noticed that, wow, you know, as you get older as a man, your stock kind of go up in the look department, you know? <laughs> so I'm glad that I didn't miss no out. No way! <laughs> I can't it's the that. truth. <laughs> if you told me where he was starting, that this is where he was ending, I would be alive. Wait, wait, are you saying your stock goes up with <laughs> all women? I mean, there's always going to be there's always gonna be people who like you and who don't. I mean, that's, that's the case. Right. However, as a guy, I feel like your looks start getting less important and your seriousness and your pockets and all the other stuff starts becoming more important. That doesn't change for men the way it changes for women like that. All right. So I think that that guy, eventually you wait, you wait around long enough, maybe in your fifties, Beyonce still single, you know, you might look a little better to Beyonce at that point. So <laughs> exactly. She might, she might, that, I mean, Beyonce does have a few kids. Beyonce does have like three kids. Divorces, uh, you know, women with children, you know, things of that nature. That's something that couldn't have been a too. sweeter segue. All right. So, sorry, I'm not sure about that. Oh, wow. All right. Damn, Siri coming in hard. She's like, oh, this conversation is too hard. juicy. I Siri, you know, people have really diverse experiences. Okay. Right. Come on, she said slow your roll I'm not, no kids over that's here a, that's a real one um, though right like what is that market like if you're divorced if uh hmm. you don't have you know if you, if you have a child um and, and still looking for love at that point um one are there any avenues for that like are there like dating sites for divorcees you're asking the wrong person here. I'm I'm young. I don't know anything about well, respect. Like I know it's a problem. Well, but I mean, like, it, would you consider it? Fatima says she does. I feel like it's just like something that what I've noticed, at least what I've seen mm-hmm. in like my community and other Muslim communities, is always that like the men. It's just so easy for them to get married. Like before, especially if they if their wife dies or something like that. Literally, like. A month later, there's like 50 proposals for you because like, oh, you need someone to take care of your kids, blah, blah, mm. blah. But when it's the other way around, like a lot of times women are seen as like, oh, she's not pure. She's someone else's property. And like they're just like kind of cast off to the side. And it's really hard for them to find anyone unless they're going to be a second wife or like a third yes. wife is what I've seen, at least most divorced and like, um, Wid- widowed wim- or how you say widow people who are widows or whatever it's always they end up having to become a second or third never anyone who's like not married before or like someone who's div- even divorced men mm. refuse to marry divorced women sometimes and it's like bro you in the same category that's so weird to me so weird. that's so weird to me but again i don't i mean i don't think it, it's 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 that weird because it kind of follows the culture like men get to be these this this kind of like Oh, I get one girl, I get two, I get three, hey, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. you know, the rap songs kind of thing. It follows that culture. But then when it comes to women, it's like she's supposed to be, you know, um, you know, put I don't know how do I say this. She's supposed to be um pure. With one guy, pure exactly, pure. And if she's touched, then it's like, you know, maybe if she really pretty. Yes. Or maybe if she really brings something to the table. And it's like, but homeboy didn't have to bring nothing. That's... You know what I mean? So I think I think it it, it it doesn't, it's not balanced. And then to go back to um, the resources, there's definitely an Instagram page that I just started. And they talk about like all the steps they took to get married. And I think that it's pivotal to really 
check on um check out resources like that whether you're divorced whether you're widowed whether you're single i think it's really important to to have that because in the community i feel like we only see our parents or or um older people married we don't see, we don't get to talk to the young young yeah. ones who you know um end up getting married and are really happy um but yeah back to what we were saying man that is mm-hmm. that is yeah. really rough to think yeah, about 100%. man because i mean one is it's sad is is rough and the double standard <laughs> is is challenging but i mean for me i don't i don't know if if i see anything me personally wrong with like a a divorcee um or or a widow or like a or a widow um just because i mean the whole concept of damaged goods in 2021 who's not damaged but but that's another um, <laughs> so we're in a pen also pen. like also like from a religious perspective divorce yeah. is not right. a sin right like divorce is something that is allowed to people so it's like the way i see it personally i would rather find out oh somebody was divorced than hear oh Somebody committed mm-hmm. that's on Sora personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she put it on yeah. Sora Bucker. Uh, you know, and I think Yo. society or just perception, like public perception, makes people maybe move the opposite way. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's easier to get around. But yeah. to be honest with you, the one that I struggle with is children. You know, like, I mean, just, I really see children mm-hmm. as like a shared thing. And, you know, I think taking on or, or some shape of responsibility with someone else's children is is a huge responsibility. It's something that you shouldn't be one foot in and one foot out on, right? You don't want a child to feel that, right? You don't want a child to feel like, you ain't mine, right? <laughs> right hold on. I, 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 got a hot t- I got a hot take here. I got a hot take here. Because, um, like, like, no, don't get me wrong. I, I feel that, like, especially this whole idea of, like, and I feel like there, there's always like this, right. of, like the little boy right. that people like to run to. Like, I wish that was like a meme in. too, right? And, and no facts. That's what he said. That's what he said. Right. But like, and so, so I, 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 I very much feel that like a visceral level. And I do think that like, even jokes aside, there does become a little bit of difficulty when it comes to being like, an adult and a child's life, but in recognizing you are not this child's father, you're not their parent. It's a different relationship. Um, that can be a very awkward thing for an adult to navigate, much less a child. So I get mm. people that are hesitant to that. Um, my counter, because I mean, I, I feel like we just throw this rhetoric around and I get it because like you never want to take care of something that is, or someone, we're talking about kids, we're talking about people, right? Like, you don't want to take care of somebody that you don't have to take care of. At the same time, I think about, like, right, all the kids, like, especially, like, let's say in in some of our communities, right, that are growing up without, like, Mm. certain types of role models. And so I'm not, again, this is not me trying to say, if you can go parent a kid, go parent a kid. That's a lot. But. I do think that we seem to sort of almost shy away from this idea of being positive role models and figures for people that are not directly of our blood. And I think that is something that is like, if that's the issue, then come on, homie, you can actually do some good maybe by being in a certain type of situation beyond you. Um, but I mean, most people like, right, would not. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's rough. I think that you know, you can be in any capacity and lead. You don't have to be that person's father or stepfather to do that, you know. But I think it gets it gets a little bit more 100%. dicey when, let's say, you have a child now. Now, now you and your spouse have a combined child. Um, and now this child that has another father gets to kind of watch the dynamics of, you know, a completely different dynamic that they don't have. And to, to feel like, there'll be a decent bit of equality there sometimes it's, i don't know unrealistic right like that child's gonna see the difference as to how you treat your child you know or, or or they could potentially i just feel like before you would embark on that you would you need to be really sure as to you know what role you can play and make sure that that is you know that that's fine with all parties because that to me that just that seems like a really slippery slope and who wants to be the person who favorites their child because they're their blood versus their like stepchild but there's going to be times where this will show up you know it'll appear there's no way you can't avoid it you know 
Mm-hmm. You know, something. Yeah, I mean, there's just going to be a chicken. point where, it's, you know, you're going to get put in that situation where it's like, eh, well, I got to go with my real son, you know? I feel I feel like that's a very valid concern. But I also, also, also think about the fact that, like, even as a parent, when you have multiple children, right, mm-hmm. you have to try to be as fair as possible between your children, even yeah. when you possibly have a favorite and you might show some favoritism towards that child. But in general, you have to, you know, try to treat everyone as fairly as possible. I mean, I've seen um, dynamics where there's been like stepfathers or stepmothers and it's gone well. I think it's very important to study children because a lot of times people, one thing I noticed that a lot of adults do is like they just try to treat everyone the same or try to just treat children like children. Really when they don't can't study do that. each child do and that. try to do what's best for each child. So every child mm-hmm. has different needs and every child um, might require different things. So showing them love in a way that they need is probably more important than wondering, um, oh, I don't want to favor my child over them. I, so I don't know. That's just something I also think about. I totally agree. What I think we don't do really well is communicate that to people and children. Like It's almost like we don't give them enough credit. Right? Like, mm-hmm. if if you're treating someone unequal, 100%. I don't think there's anything wrong with it if your intentions are correctly, but you should communicate that, right? And and let them know that, like, this is not designed to be unequal uh, or it's not designed to be equal. I could speak from, like, a, a sports perspective where, like, our coaches let us know ahead of time that the, the players who perform the best um, are going to get more attention. They're going to get you know, so it's like you you expect it, right? Um, so I think sometimes we we make this rule that everyone's treated equal, but we know that we can't do that. And then you treat the children mm-hmm. differently, and their expectations or things should be equal. And that's and I think that's where more of the challenge comes from that we just don't communicate it very well. Like I don't know who who said that things have to be equal or everything needs to be fair. The, to me, I think real leadership is like you mentioned treating people based on their needs and who they are versus you know like a, a universal look and this is why I say everybody should go to therapy before having children some form of therapy to figure out how to really understand and treat children because it is not an easy path to take uh. especially if you're dealing with past trauma so yeah 100% and like even before kids, like before you start trying to Fact, have a life premarital counseling, we talk about that. Indeed, that is ooh, we out of time, but let us know if y'all y'all want to mm, do a part two, right? Because right. we, we live. You know what I find is the common theme from a lot of things we talk about, right? Like we we we've tried to bring our own opinions to each topic and talk about like what we think is right, and the overarching theme every time is, well, it kind of depends. And there's a degree of flexibility that you need um, in order to, you know, to turn this topic to be realistic. So what I think about is that everything that we want in a partner and a spouse really requires compromise. So maybe we should spend more time thinking about what are the areas we can compromise in versus what are the things we want. Mm-hmm. Um and that, that might make it easier for us to, you know, be able to determine if, you know, what we want or, you know, who is right for us or not. Um, but in terms of compromise, I want to kind of go around the, the horn a little bit, right? Like, how do you make that realistic, right? Like, how do you take what you want in a partner and then realize that you're also looking for a human being that's not going to fit that? And, and how do you make decisions from there? As Amina always says, it goes back to the list. <laughs> but you know, someone's I mean, not come fit. Someone's not gonna fit your list. Y'all, exactly. y'all in these it's lists. They're going to. Don't be a hater. They go into right. Trader Joe's. Don't be a hater. So, <laughs> so the question is, it's right? Like, what about the list makes it valid, right? Like, does someone have to hit seventy-five percent of the list? What can people miss off you the list? You have deal breakers on your list, right? Your list, you'll have deal breakers. Things that like you have cannot flags, be compromised. Exactly. That's not right. Is non negotiable. Praying five times a day for me is non negotiable, right? We went through but, every. Oh, maybe. Huh? 
Huh? We went through every example of non-negotiables, and we found some areas where okay, this might be negotiable. I mean, it could be negotiable okay. for you. Well, maybe okay. it depends on the person. For Fatima, it might not be. Yeah, and it's like that's fair. And like to be fair, if that's what you were calling a list, okay, everybody has some exactly. type of list for everything, right? People have reasons for how they make decisions. Do I think you have to write that out? Um, no, you know the things that are important enough to you for which if they're not there, you will walk away. Um, this is not my opinion or anything. I think in general, the less things that you put on that list, the less things you're going to have to walk away from, right? So I think the key, right, is setting a reasonable expectation, right? Like you're entitled to just about, you're entitled to want anything that you want. Are there people that actually possess that which you're looking for? You know, if yes, all right, don't even trip. If not, you're either going to have to, right, be okay with that or think about revising some of those expectations, right? So um, it's like, if you want somebody that's like a fault and a model and that's your list, it's those just those two things. Um, good luck. They I'm sure they're out there. Right. I mean, but you know what I mean? It's like, you got to think about what it, like, if you're in an area with a lot of fofas or a lot of models, okay, you're probably going to, you know, do all right. I think part of setting expectations is knowing what is around you or what do you have access to. Um, and then, right, if you're not okay with whatever that answer is, being able to shift, you know, the people you have access to, the type of people you can be connected to. Um, and just recognizing, like, you know, this is not just like purely transactional thing, but there is somewhat of a market, you know, there are people on the market um and you know just factoring that in right it's like you know what is like yes there's what do i want and then there's mm. also just what is out there facts big time and i think one thing that we can end on is we've realized that we're not everything that we want individually right <laughs> so one thing that we can't control, yourself, right? we can absolutely control ourselves so hopefully you know um the the law of attraction will, will will work for all of us in this group and we'll we'll work on the things <laughs> that we want in ourselves and that'll help us attract mm-hmm. you know what we want in someone else amen with that i'm gonna call it an episode what do you think yeah that was absolutely absolutely well appreciate you guys listening in again uh, for all of our hosts, appreciate you guys always being so flexible. I don't know if when when uh, uh I don't know when this is gonna be uh aired, but man, sometimes we 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 record some of these shows late late night, early early mornings to deliver for you guys. So we hope you enjoy it. Um, I want to wish you guys a beautiful night. Salam alaikum. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Muslims on the Move, an audio experience brought to you by Muslims on the Move, a program of APC. Let us know what you think about this episode. Share this episode with a friend so they can also benefit. Follow us on Instagram at Advanced Platform and subscribe to our mailing list by visiting APC's website at apc.ncnmo.org. Thanks for listening. Assalamu alaikum.